Welcome to season four of Exploring the Prophetic. We are on a journey of spiritual curiosity to see how God's voice can impact us and the world around us. I interview guests from every walk of life and background about how their relationship with God and hearing His voice has given them different opportunities and breakthrough experiences. This season, I'm also asking every guest how they got through a time when they thought they had heard from God or they received a prophetic word from someone else that didn't happen and how God helped them to resolve that. Come join our conversation on Exploring the Prophetic starting now. Hello, my exploring friends. We have today on the Exploring Series, Exploring the Prophetic, two incredible guys who I love these guys. They're like real men. <laughs> they have the Anthem Adventure podcast. I met them through their podcast, which I was featured on. And I just wanted them to be on here because I wanted them to talk to you guys, especially to you men who are listening. But this is good for men and women. I love the theme of adventure that really started with a John Eldridge book that Jeff read many years ago. And it brought them on a journey first, Jeff, but of course, uh, Dan as well. Dan, uh, I love, I need to read his bio. When Dan isn't driving in the dark with Navy SEALs, rucking through coal with a team carrying logs or building something in a shop, he's serving his wife and three kids in the ways that only he can in Lafayette, Indiana. Every day he's showing others how have an epic, adventurous life of love and a journey with some powerful tools. Then we have Jeff McClintock, who's a husband and father to three kids. He's helped found 420 Ministries, a missional community in Indianapolis, and has been getting involved in the marketplace for the past year, specifically with adventuring travel. He loves taking risks when it comes to following Jesus, and he's recently published his first book, Caged Lions. Anthem of the Adventure for Jeff is an extension of his heart and its main priority of his to make following Jesus as practical and accessible as possible. And these guys, are, have led classes and have led teams. And a lot of the people who are attracted to them and to what they're doing are people who are really these men who are awakening to adventure. These men who want to be dads and fathers and husbands and incredible contributors to the world and out of their relationship with God, true identity. And so I love them. When I talked to them, I just was like, there's something about you guys. And they started telling me their God stories, how they've heard God, how they've started their organizations, because of their relationship with God. I was like, you guys, can you come be on my podcast? They said yes, so you get to hear them up next. Hi, this is Shannon from the Bowls team. I want to tell you about an exciting offer for our brand new book, Wired to Hear, written by Sean Bowles and Bob Hassan. It's about connecting God's voice to your life, influence, and career. If you work for a living or run your own business, and you desire to hear God's voice for yourself in the workplace, this is the book for you. Right now, you can pre-order Wired to Hear through bowlsministries.com. You'll receive a signed copy, a submission for a free grant, and many other exclusive offers only available through bowlsministries.com. Grab your copy today. Well, welcome today to Dan and Jeff. I'm so glad to have you guys on. Good to be here, Sean. I was recently on Thanks your podcast, Jeff, I didn't get to meet you through it, but I was on your podcast with Dan, with my, my partner in crime, Bob Hassan. And I uh, had such a good time hearing from you guys and get to, getting to know kind of the, the foundation of what you're building a little bit. It's pretty cool. So tell us about first the blog and the podcast, and we're going to go into your, take a deep dive into your story. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's kind of hard to know where to start because they're, they're so intertwined. Um, but uh, yeah, we're from the Anthem of the Adventurer, and it's really all about uh, how to have a wholehearted life of adventure with God. And 
um jeff texted me i don't was it three months ago or something we, we've known each other for i don't know maybe about six months now like really new but it seems like we've been friends forever met through a mutual friend he went through a course that i was facilitating and then one day he texts me out of the blue says hey uh, I was I was praying and the Holy Spirit was was saying, like, you shouldn't write that blog yourself that you're wanting to. You should partner with Dan. And I was like, yes, this has been a, something I've been praying about for three years. Uh, like, <laughs> partnership is the best. I'm so yeah. glad you guys found each other. And so you're just now launching the blog. It's it's actually in its yeah. launch phase. But the uh, podcast has been out now for a while and really creating a narrative and a conversation for people that I think is valuable. I, I happen to be able to be a guest on it recently and just so enjoyed where you were going with it as a person who is lives a life of, of adventure. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my, that's one of my, my main love languages. Like if you said the five love languages, I would add a sixth one, which would be adventure. I've said right. it my whole life. Yeah. They don't yeah. have the, uh, the love language that involves, you know, embracing the suck, which is, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, and as a side note, I, I was going to pitch Matt Krauts for TBN, a TV show where a group of guys goes into extreme places, do extreme missions like just real quick missions, but does something really stupid while they're there. Like does something that like you could almost die for while they're there. I think I found my team. Oh yeah. We are all in all day. Yeah. Like you know, We need that one guy though. That's like the Johnny or the Steve O who will do anything no matter what is one of you that, or do we have to find them? Uh, with enough prodding and whiskey involved. Yes. <laughs> that's amazing. I have a friend. <laughs> I have a You're like, we can do this. So um, let's start out. I'm just going to take us back to Dan, your story first, and we'll go to Jeff. We'll, we'll kind of veer over to you. Um, because a lot of what awakened for the adventure anthem happened at a John Eldridge kind of event or something. And I want to hear about that because he's really impacted my life as well. Can you share that story? Yeah, it was pretty amazing. So, um, so I'm in a fellowship of men called the, the Dad Edge Alliance. Uh, basically, just guys getting together on calls like this and becoming better men and husbands and fathers. And wow. we had John Eldridge on there as a Q&A after uh, we all read Wild at Heart together. And somehow, I had never read Wild at Heart in the 20 years since it's been out. And uh, so I read the book like three times and we had the, uh, the Q&A with him. And I remember just the adventure to live part really, really resonated with me. And I had no idea what to do with it. I'm like, this is like lighting me up all over the place, but I have no idea where to go, where to go with this. So, so I asked John, like, what, what do we do with this thing? Like, it feels like somebody hit my soul like a gong. And he's like, well, just have a conversation with god about that i'm like how do i do that <laughs> and he's like just ask a question like what's my next step and who are my allies and and then just listen and I'm like okay i can do that and so so that night i was praying and uh i heard hey, you should start a podcast and you should invite these people and it was like wow. a list of 12 people or something and all of them said yes and like well i guess i have a podcast about adventure now <laughs> And here we are three years later and I you know, got to have John and two of his sons on, on the show and guys like you. And it's just, it's just been incredible. Well, talk about this a little bit more as far as, cause this is pretty incredible. So you started a podcast, which created again, a conversation that isn't really had a lot. It's not like an ongoing conversation. It's more that all of us as men, especially people who really want to see God move in their marriage, their family, their organic life, their career, all these areas or the ministry, whatever people have in their lives. 
like there's not a lot of places to have some of the conversation you have on your podcast. So tell us some of like just the fruit or the connection that you've been like walking with God through in the podcast itself. It's been crazy. Uh, well, I mean, so, some of my most interesting friends have come from that podcast. I mean, not that I love all, all everybody that I get to be a friend with, but you know, guys who have uh, just really incredible stories about how, you know, whether they have have a relationship with God or not, just their really crazy adventures. Uh, one recently was a, a guy who um, he works for a company that uh, refurbishes and restores old Land Rover Defenders, and we just got I've got an old Discovery that I love dearly and mostly gets me where I need to go sometimes. Um, but we just had an awesome conversation about you know old trucks and what why guys love old Land Rovers especially is adversity. And like I've never heard anybody say that before. Like it should be in a commercial, you know. Like it's it's both its ability to inflict adversity upon us, but also to get us, uh, in, you know, out into adverse situations and through them and back home again safely to our our families. And it's like, huh? I've never gotten to talk to anybody about that kind of stuff before. It's wow. so cool. Yeah, and then he invited yeah. me to go test drive a uh, electric Defender if I can ever get down to Austin, Texas. Oh my so. gosh, you got to. Yeah, I've, I've been like, that's one of my passions lately is I'm going to test drive a bunch of different cars, like the new Bronco that's coming out. Just like, Man. you know, there's these these cars that like the, the new Elon Musk Tesla truck, which we have available to, to test drive at the end of the summer here in Los Angeles. Like those just bizarre. You know, like I, I love the OK, so back to experience. I'm a life experience junkie. Love what you talked about, Jeff. Let's bring you into the story. So I know you guys only met four months ago, but kind of take us on your spiritual journey. Like where, where did God show up to propel you into being a voice for other people, especially men? Oh man. Um, I mean, I grew up, I, I like to say I was born in the pews. And so I grew up in church like Sunday. I didn't, I didn't skip a Sunday. So I had a lot of intellectual knowledge, but it didn't translate to my heart very well. Um, until I like halfway through college, I met these guys that started introducing me to, to honestly people like you, um, uh, Todd White. Um, and it just, it, it like awakened a seed that like God had always put in my heart that I didn't know was there, um, to, to just to hear him in the everyday life. Um, and so I just started asking God for more. I started pursuing him. And I think the first time I felt like called to more was I, I took a, a summer in college to go work in Colorado um, on a, on a dude ranch and I was a wrangler. So I worked with, oh you know, 60 plus horses. <laughs> yeah. And like I, on my off days I would take, and that was the first summer I started like really pressing in and, and praying uh, for myself. And like on my off days, I would take a horse and just ride for miles alone. Um, just be on top of mountains and discover things. And, and, and I felt so loved by God, um, that summer. And I, wow. and, and like, it, there was like a connection in my heart that was like, you, you are so loved. Therefore I have all this, all this for you in your life. <laughs> That's so awesome. I mean, what a, what a connecting point too of where you're getting it. So my thought on that is that, you know, a lot of people, when they think they're going to have this deeper walk with God, they're looking for to have spiritual high places happen in spiritual places physically. So they go to conferences and events and, you know, they pay a lot of money for whatever they, they want to go to spiritually. And I love that you were at a dude ranch 
has a job and you're like riding on a horse and that's where God encountered you. And I think it's just so, it's so cool what you guys do because you're not just, and I'd love to talk about some of what you guys do. Um, you're not, and with, even with the blog, what you're going to be talking about, because you're not just people who are talking about God in the context of church. And you, I know, Dan, you have a ministry and you guys are birthing a lot of stuff out of that, but you're not just, you're not limited to that. And that's really, to me, unique and important right now, especially when you talk to men, because 99% of people are not in any kind of occupational ministry. And 99% of people can't spend more than two to four hours a week in an organized church meeting because of their other life commitments. So I love that you're, mm. you're kind of paralleling people where their life's at. And so do you want to talk about that at all as far as what yeah. you guys do and what you're doing? Yeah. So it's, it's funny. I was, <laughs> I was listening to, uh, uh, I can't remember. I think it was John Eldridge actually on another podcast, but he was talking about this thing that we're, that we're doing, you know, right along with him is like just inviting guys over to like, go for a ruck, like strap a backpack on with heavy weights on and just walk around like, or go shoot archery in the, my backyard or come over for, for whiskey and cigars, like do guy stuff, work on the car, you know, and, and talk about life. Like I was, I was emailing our, our church leadership team. And like, I'm, I'm, I tried to keep my disdain out of my email for men's ministry, but I'm like, I'm tired of men's ministry being, you know, let's study Ecclesiastes at 6 a.m. at the local diner or let's cook a pancake <laughs> breakfast for everybody. Like, I'm tired of that. Like, let's yeah. do stuff as men that we were meant to do as men. Let's fix things. Let's break things. Let's lift heavy stuff. Let's get some sweat on, get some blood on, you know, and talk about our life with God while we're doing those things. Because men do life side by side, not front to back. Yeah. Oh, it's so powerful. I love that. I think of, um, you know, testosterone has decreased 1% in each generation born a year for 20 years. So we've had a 20% decrease in testosterone. And I was talking to my doctor because I'm, you know, I'm 47 now. So I'm like talking, do I need anything with my testosterone? He said, no, you're actually great. But he said, you know, the the number one way to raise your testosterone 20% uh, in a month. And I said, what? And he goes, spend time with men doing men things once a week. And you'll raise your testosterone mm. just by doing that, by being around them. There's an osmosis effect. And I just think how God wired us spiritually. And I know it's women's the same wow. with estrogen. It's like just that your hormones rebalance by being not only around your spouse or about some of the opposite sex, but also by being around healthy same-sex relationships. Like it actually rewires you. And I just, I've never, you know, repeated that after that doctor told me that until today on the program. But I just love what you're doing because there is something about uh, diving into how God wired us and made us as a human being. And you guys are actually expressing that. Talk about Jeff, if you can, a little bit about the blog and what you guys are hoping to accomplish through it. So yeah, our heart behind the blog is just to regularly produce content that inspires a life of adventure with God. Um, and, and the whole concept of like, we can do hard things and we're actually meant to do hard things. Um, so our, our whole challenge, like we, we want to challenge people basically to live uncomfortably wow. in God. Wow. So how did the idea for the blog come and just the idea for some of this theme? I know it came somewhat out of the message of the podcast and what God had shown you earlier, Dan, but talk more about the God's equation or the parallel to the story. Yeah. Part of it is like so much of today, you know, people can become just content junkies and just be entertained by blogs and podcasts and there's a difference between entertainment and education. 
entertainment is like you read something you you know it, oh cool that was great you chuck it away education is you actually take action on it so we want to educate people on how to live an adventurous life with god and so we give very you know obviously inspirational stories and, and engaging uh pieces that that bring people together on a heart level but also hey here's something that you can do tomorrow to bring some more adventure into your life here's something you can do with your buddies tell us how it went and you know in, inviting and encouraging and challenging and sometimes giving a swift kick, swift kick in the butt to just yeah. get out the door you know because we know that that first step out the door is the hardest one well and when you guys uh do the podcast you give a challenge every you have the the guests give a challenge every time to your listeners. Uh, have you had a lot of feedback stories from those challenges? Man, I, I wish I could say, yeah, we have thousands of them, but we don't. <laughs> like, we have, I mean, just a couple. Um, but it's it's really fun to hear when people do respond, and it's like, oh yes, they actually heard that. <laughs> totally. Yeah. No, and that's go ahead. That's yeah. That's the trick. I think is to is to actually get people to take take baby steps towards adventure because you know the, the the average guy committed to two or three jobs you can't just plan a a week-long adventure you know next yeah. week so what's it look like for him to take take a day next month and take that step towards towards more adventure in god and then, then steward that to actually change their entire lifestyle instead of being a slave to uh you know money or all these commitments that that restrict adventure in our life. I actually did get a message today that I'm thinking about it. Like, and, and it's, it's weird because these come very rarely. And it was a guy just saying, Hey, you know, been, been following your, I do videos about rucking all the time. Like I just get bored on a long ruck. Like, Hey, how's it going on Instagram? <laughs> and you know, talk wax philosophically about whatever's on my mind. Um, and he, he's like, Hey, you inspired me to get off my butt and get on it. I'm a veteran Navy diver and I've let the years since I left, get the best of my waist and my weight research rucking after I watched a few videos and looks perfect for me and work my work and family time. So I'm in ordered my plate. My bag will be starting tomorrow. Thanks for the inspiration. It's like, awesome. Like finally, you know, it takes a lot of time and intention and just putting it out there and hoping that people will actually act on it. Yeah. Well, and that's what I was going to ask you is like the spiritual message behind adventuring with God. Define it to us again. Like why, why do you think this is so important? Why did yeah. God make us this way? Well, it, so a couple of things and I'm going to loosely paraphrase from John Eldridge because he literally wrote the book on it. Um, yeah. But a few, a few things is that when we were created as men, we were created out of the dust outside of the Garden of Eden. In, in the wilderness, like we as men were created in a wild place. Yeah. And in Genesis, most of the world was not the Garden of Eden. It was waterfalls and rhinoceros and, you know, <laughs> thorny, craggly places and, you know, deep oceans and things waiting to be explored and, and, uh, and entered into. And it was all unknown. Everything was adventure in Eden. So we were created for um, how I define adventure. And I, I think it's it's true and i welcome anybody to improve upon this definition of course i don't uh proclaim to be the end all be all but here's my working definition of adventure it is an experience where you learn by persevering into the unknown and you find fulfillment 
And I think it goes really along with that verse in Romans five, right? About how, you know, in this life, you will find trials and through those you build perseverance, perseverance, you build character and through character, you find hope. Wow. That's such a great, I mean, that's, that's it. I mean, that's the clearest I've ever heard it described in it. I I know for me personally, like, uh, especially growing up, like you talked about Jeff in the church on the pew, I had to get outside the church. So for me, I did extreme missions and I went to places because I was speaking at conferences at 18 years old, which was stupid. Yeah. And you shouldn't give a 19 year old a mic on the platform (laughs) I was given to share about things as if I, it's almost like having someone write a children's book who's never had children. And they're still like 10 years out from having children. It was that stupid, but there was grace on it. There's favor on it. God was on it. But, but I, I, I couldn't be limited by that. There's something inside of me that had to see does this kingdom of God work everywhere? Not just in these spaces that have been built by these people are wonderful. And so I started to go to places like, you know, the jungles of Amazon, <laughs> like wherever, I go, you know, when communism was following to see if the gospel worked right when, you know, it was falling in countries and, and I'd run in to see what would happen. And it, there is something that came alive in me, almost like I call myself a, a God adventure tourist back then because mm. it was more than a missionary. I was seeing what God could do in these places. If you show up at the right time, listen to God at the right place. Oh, and man. then I also do a lot of fun and idiotic things at the same time, jumping off of bridges in the water that are too high. And when you go to this country, it's like when you parasail, they go, you know, we can go a thousand feet higher than everybody else because there's no rules or regulations. <laughs> so let's do it, you know? So I did way too many. I don't know. You're like, oh, these are why these regulations exist. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm like, I can't breathe up here. But, uh, you know, like I, <laughs> you learn through, you know, doing all these things. But I, I, I had this heart where I, I, I like going to these scenarios to see if God would show up. And you've just described to me how we're wired in that, that place. In us. And Jeff, you were talking about taking those baby steps or taking one step at a time. So how would you take one step, Dan, towards, you know, for the average person who's listening, going, I, I do have this in me, but it feels like it's dormant or it's quiet or this place of connecting to God that we're made and wired for. How do I step towards it? Because it feels so ominous when you feel like you do have all those other responsibilities. Like today for me, I'm thinking like, how can I apply adventure to my life? And I'm like, Oh, I could do, I could hike. I could do something, you know, cause I live right by a hiking trail. Yeah. How would you do it? Oh yeah. So here's how I did it. Uh, it's funny. So I was similar to you and Jeff, like when I was in, in high school, went on these missions trips with focus on the family. We went to Ecuador a couple of times with 900 kids and, you know, went to, went to Panama and like, you know, dug trails out of the side of a hill with some indigenous people there. And like, then I went to college and like completely forgot about it. <laughs> like, wow. and, you know, got into a corporate job in, you know, what I thought, Oh, it's my dream job. I'm building submarines. This is so cool. And then I completely lost that part of myself that was like wired mm-hmm. for adventure. And especially for me, uh, you know, doing hard things in the outdoors is kind of where I come alive. And it, I, died for a good six years wow and it took um having kids and realizing i need to be around for them (laughs) to be you know uh a good father and like wanting to get back into shape but i hate running and i stumbled across uh this company called go ruck um and they make it's a company started by a, a retired army ranger and they make backpacks, rucksacks, and uh, do these endurance events that are run by all current and former special forces guys. Wow. And I was like, 
that looks like exactly what I need. And so I took like six months to train up for this thing. I borrowed an old, an old backpack from a buddy of mine who's a Marine. He's like, oh, I use this in Iraq. It'll work for you. And, you know, <laughs> I put, I, I wrapped a bunch of bricks and duct tape and like wore wow. it around everywhere and like pushed the stroller around the, the, the neighborhood wearing this backpack and everybody's like looking at me funny. And, <laughs> and, and I go do my, my first, uh, go rug event. <laughs> <laughs> I end, I kid you not. I end up carrying a railroad tie for six hours with eight other guys. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and I was like, "This is awesome!" You know, <laughs> give me more of that. And I did another one stupidly. And the second one, it's uh, it was in honor of the Battle of Mogadishu. So, have you ever watched Black Hawk Down? Yeah. <clears throat> so we actually met a couple of rangers who were in the battle of Mogadishu and like heard their story and like, this is amazing. I'm like, okay, I'm going to make it through this event so that I can invite them to breakfast. Like that is my mission tonight. <laughs> wow. And you start at nine o'clock at night and you carry a 30 pound steel plate in your backpack along with some water and a couple of snacks oh and you do bear crawls and buddy carries and all sorts of things. And I, I remember so this is in Chicago in October, right? So it's not warm. It's 3.30 in the morning and it's raining and they've got us on our backs doing a bunch of uh, PT exercises because we had done something wrong. <laughs> like you're going to pay for this with, oh, you know, whatever we say. So I'm on my back doing flutter kicks, holding my 40 pound ruck over my head and like barely <laughs> able to do it. And I'm this doesn't like, sound as much fun as it first presented it, but keep going. Yeah. It's type two fun. It's fun afterwards. There you um, go. And, and like my legs feel like lead bricks and I'm like barely able to hold my, my backpack up. And I, I kind of go, I can't. And the guy in front of me is like, F yes, you can't. Don't you F it quit on me. And like, that was God speaking through some sailor language at me of like, you have what it takes. Just get over yourself. Yeah. You will survive. Like you're not, you're not getting shot at right now. You're just out and out in the rainstorm and you will be fine. And I was like, okay, yeah, I can do this. What am I doing? You know, and it was a really amazing validating moment to know, okay, all I have to get through is this next rep. I have to lift my leg one time and I have to lift my other leg and I go do it again and again until it's over. And then I just got to get to daylight. If I can get to daylight, I can get to breakfast. And if I get to breakfast, I'm good. <laughs> wow. And that's incredible. I think just the, Again, back to the scripture quoting about, you know, perseverance develops character, character, hope. When you live in the land of hope, you're never disappointed. There is something about, you know, our generation has never seen as far as the Western side of our generation has never seen a war. So we haven't seen our friends who are 18 and 19 and 20 and 21 go off to war. We haven't seen the battle. There's been, of course, all kinds of battles. There's been all kinds of places where there's war zones, but as far as a world war, yeah. like the previous generations, you know, and, and so I feel like there's something about that side of us that's made to, to be energized by the, the um, I don't know if it's the word threat or if it's the word just challenge, just yeah. the things you're talking about that I think, you know, again, we come alive in it and we develop something that doesn't get developed any other way. And I love that you guys are defining this. And I love that you guys have personal hobbies that are involved with this because it just doesn't, it stands out because it's just, you know, most people are like, I play call of duty, which is cool. But you know, I do too. I'm expressing okay, yeah, so it's cool. But as far as like actually physically doing something that challenges you, because then you, you know, I coach people who are, have business ideas and they just don't have the fortitude or the perseverance because they've never had someone say one more, you know, just one more step. They've never had someone say, like, hey, 
it's going to be dark before it gets light. They've never had that. So then when it gets really hard, they're like, I quit. You're like, you're on the verge of the greatest breakthrough of your life, but it's going to be ugly for three months first. And they don't have that fortitude because there's not that inner challenge. And that's part of it. So Jeff, how, how did you take step-by-step step kind of towards this life of adventure and developing this theme? Well, towards the life of adventure. I mean, I, I, I read stuff in the Bible that I thought would be really cool if I saw it happen. Um, yeah. And I used to not believe in that stuff. And I was like, man, it'd be cool to see God heal people. And so I yeah. just started praying for people as much as I possibly could until I saw it. And like, I love what you guys were talking about. Like Sean, you said like they, most people have never had someone yelling in their ear, one more, one more, one more. Um, and I grew up playing sports and, and my dad was, uh, was a great coach. He was a great <laughs> one more lap. Yeah. But I just remember hours upon hours of hours of ball handling work and, and one more is one more, one more, one yeah. more. And like, I remember in, in college, I wanted to, to quit playing basketball because what was once fun became a job. Yeah. Um, and, and I just remember calling him and, and it was the first time I would have quit something. And he just, he just said, you're, you're not quitting. You're, you're going to stick with it. Um, and I ended up, cause I had two knee surgeries, but I ended up sticking with it. And I'm beyond grateful that, that he, he spoke that, um, spoke that in that hard conversation where I wanted to quit. And I don't know if I've ever really quit anything, mostly because of my dad pushing me to, to never quit anything. And I'm new when it comes to like hearing God and going after like business ventures. This is a, this is a new world for me um, because I, you know, I've, I've grown in, in, in hearing the Lord in the ministry, ministry sphere of, of influence yeah. or whatever. Um, and I just started taking, steps of like, Hey, I want to see this happen. I'm just going to start to do it until it actually happens. Um, and like this past year I've been getting into business and I've yet to see, you know, the breakthrough I want to see with it. Uh, but I've seen the Lord come through too many times in the past with, with other spheres of, of society, you know, ministry or sports. Yeah. I just keep hearing the, the one more, one more. And I love that. Love what you, but the whole, the whole concept of, of keep pressing. I mean, the thing that drives me nuts about, Christian community is um, if something doesn't work, we automatically assume it's not the will of God. Yeah. Um, and I'm thankful for my dad again, uh, because I think there, there are certain things in the kingdom that you have to keep pressing forward in order to, to discover um, yeah. because valuable things don't come cheap, you know, and, and a lot of things I think we miss out on, whether it's business or, or ventures in our life that we want to take, because we assume it's, if it doesn't open the first time, it must not be the will of God. When actually, there's a lot of perseverance that needs to be developed and a lot of character that needs to be developed. And you just need to keep pressing in until it opens. It's so good because everything that's worth it is going to have to be fought for to some degree. It's like people think when they get the favor of God or they get um, something like an anointing from God, that that's <laughs> the easy card. That's the easy door then. Like you're going to bypass the process. And God's like, no, I'm in the process. When I look at my champions of faith, all the way back to like Corey Temboom, who's the woman who's in the Auschwitz camp because she was saving Christians with her family, or someone like um, Amy Seward Pearson, who started the first denomination as a woman. I know I'm picking two women right now, but I'm just thinking of like some of the women and men who have made these radical decisions and had to have a perseverance where everything around them told them no. Yeah. And yet they still, and they to the point of they almost died type thing, and yeah. they still pressed through. And I, you see that in the early the early church of the Bible. And I feel like so many of us, when I'm training people how to hear from God, especially they'll say, but you know, 
I didn't hear God, so I didn't make a decision. And I'm like, no, 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 you're a son or daughter of God. You make a decision if you don't hear God. That's that's your right. That's like what makes, that's what brings your family glory. That's what brings God glory. And But I think I learned that like you did, Jeff, from my own father, who's a colonel in the Air Force, who made me stick to things and who was personal. I mean, he went from a non-educated family line to getting double masters, you know, and wow. putting himself through school because of the military. So I think like when you have that role model in front of you, it really does help you to see God a certain way where it's like, you know, when we were moving out to LA to plant our ministry, all the major ministries were involved with said that's satanic, like to go to LA, it's going to be in the ocean. They had weird, like prophetic visions about, I mean, stuff that you just, it's like stuff that you read about in books that other people believe my spiritual friends believed about LA. And I was like, are you like, seriously, like, this is what I'm dealing with right now. And I love them. Like when I say this, I love them, but I just was shocked. And, and, but I didn't stop and go, oh, well, I better be accountable to somebody else's vision. I said, I know what God's called me to do. I'm going to stay in relationship to them, but I have to do what I'm called to do. And I think a lot of people have, um, th- there's an identity issue. And I love that you guys and everything you're doing, it's, there's an undercurrent of identity and there's an undercurrent of being a man of God or being who you are and knowing who you are. And I think that's so valuable, especially in our kinds of streams of the churches where sometimes gifts and occupation and ministry are set as the goal versus being in God, being, you know, being his child, being a, a love son. So thank you for doing that. You guys, it's so profound. Yeah. I, you know, as, as you were talking there, Jeff, like this vision that I'd never had before came up, like God doesn't give us a key to a door. He gives us a set of lock picks. Cause <laughs> here, I'm going to teach you how to use these and it may take a while. <laughs> and yeah. you may never get that dang door open, but I told you to open that door with these. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, no, I love that. Uh, it's so because it's the same muscle group. That's why it's so cool. It's like you're just applying it in a different place. Yeah, that's one of the things that we literally taught in the the course that brought Jeff and I together is the importance of self regulation and how mm. it's the same part in the brain that controls your ability to self-regulate physically, mentally, and emotionally. It's all the same circuitry. And you can apply your skills in in one place to another by a really strong enough purpose. If you have a strong enough purpose, if you're really good at working out, you can regulate emotionally. It's the same circuitry. Or if you're really good at studying or, or creating art and can't work out to save your life, same thing. Like, Hey, you you can do this if you have a strong enough reason behind it because you have that same wiring control. Like the whole thing. When Jesus told Cornelius, like you know, Cornelius says, "You don't have to come to my house if you just send the word." My I know that my child be healed, and he's like, "That's a man of faith." Like it was that whole thing of like the same pattern of how he had lived his life in other areas. He applied to his spirituality instantly. It's the same skill set, like you're saying. I love that so much. Well, you guys, how do people get a hold of you? How do they enjoy the blog? How do they listen to the podcast? Yeah, it's all at uh, the anthem of the And you can find us on Instagram is the easiest way to uh, interact with us. And then the podcast is available everywhere. Podcasts are available. <laughs> so I want to encourage you guys, especially um, for you, those of you who are men on here. And I know it's for women too, but I want to encourage you to listen to this podcast, get involved with the blog. And I know that we need to be challenged and not just listen to media or engage media that uh, is informative, but we need to be actually included. And these guys are doing an awesome job of including their listeners, including their bloggers and subscribers. So thank you guys so much for being on today. This is a great conversation. 
Thanks for having us, Sean. Really appreciate it. It's an absolute honor. Do you want to be mentored in hearing God's voice? It's not hard, but it takes time, examples, practice, and conversations to really get in the place of being able to get revelation and also to know how to interpret and reply what God's showing you. I have started an online community through our platform, Transcend God Mentoring, where you'll receive weekly videos, weekly live group mentoring, monthly special events, and all of our past e-courses on the gifts, marriage, and relevant topics to your spiritual journey. Come join me and all my platform contributors to learn how to walk out a thriving journey of hearing God. Thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic, part of the Exploring Series podcast. These podcasts are made possible by generous donations of listeners just like you. Become a partner or visit us at bullsministries.com with your one-time donation today. Also, if you are enjoying the podcast, please become a part of our family by subscribing. Connect to us at www.bullsministries.com where we want to resource you with our articles, books, weekly mentoring, e-courses, and more or download our Bulls app free at our web store. We love to hear your feedback. Drop us a line and also your rating, reviewing and sharing makes such a difference in the world for people learning about us. Thanks for listening.